Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. If we're really telling the truth, things don't look that they used to This conversation's long overdue Cause I kept looking through Cause for all I knew I was your son Now I'm just your shade was your blue sky Now I'm just the rain Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Hadley Park's new single, I'll See You Yesterday, off of their latest EP, Time's a Thief. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you? Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, baby Carl is awake. 
I'm telling you now. I, I had, you I know, I had, I had actually forgotten about last week and about the issue with baby Carla, and then now it comes crashing back. Carl, no, this is this is not Carla. baby Carla can speak. This is baby Greg. <laughs> It, it did occur to me. I was driving down the road. His baby the other day. Greg's an infant. I, I, I was, I was, I was, I was driving Greg down the road speak. the other day, and I don't know why I thought about it, but I thought about baby Carla. And then one thing that I do think is kind of funny is that it was lost on me that baby Carla is uh, like kind of a an alter ego of Carl. Carla and Carl, and I thought that was kind Duh. of fun. Yeah, but, I mean, how did you I, not I, see I, that? I, I, it never, it never, that? you know, it never, it never occurred to me. I just hated her so much, and still and do. I, I, and you're the brains of the outfit. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like I just hate her anyway. Well, I was gonna say, my parents listened to the episode, and my mom was very interested into who Baby Carla was. So I sent her a, a couple of links <laughs> oh, no. for her to be able to listen to where Baby She's Carla. She's gonna was get more it. fan mail than than I do. Yeah, yeah that'll be next. Anyway, yeah. let's get to Hadley Park. Yeah, I love those guys. I've always loved them. I love them for. It's been what God. we've known. Well, you they've been involved with you, Carl, for. Like six, Se- six, six years now. Yeah. yeah, since the beginning of our, our 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 previous endeavor. I know the endeavor that shall remain nameless. <laughs> the the endeavor that shall remain nameless, but help them get to the point where they release their first EP, Retrospect. Well, even before that, I, I fell in love with that song they did for that that boy in the oh, hospital. Oh, for Caleb. Yep, that was great. So, and from then on, they're just right on. They're just classic, and they, their lyrics are poignant. And again, another one of those great artists. Who for some reason, because the way this industry is, it's hard for them to get their due. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Someone sent me an article this week, and um, it was basically on how Spotify is gamed. And man, I was like, I hate to say it, but I think we're a little bit prophetic in the idea that um, you know maybe this discovery thing, maybe there are other elements that aren't being addressed, like terrestrial radio coming back listening to some of the digital stuff and then discovering these acts uh and using them in podcasts and actually giving them some airplay and uh, i think it's an easier audience to uh to play for these days so they'll be discovered they have staying power you know well and i will say over the they're course doing of, good work yeah and over the course of the last like six or seven years um they've obviously had some points where they've taken a break and um, done other things, but they have over that time, you know, released two solid EPs, released a couple of singles, been featured on that TV show, The Ranch, for a couple of sync opportunities. And I think they've been able to tour a little bit in the Northern California area. And also we gave them the opportunity to come up to New York at some point, if I remember correctly. So they've been, they've been doing things. It's just, I, I think we are all kind of rooting for them to take it to the next level and maybe get some sign, some kind of like publishing deal or something down the road. And I think people also, I think they're real big uh, work-life balance people. They are. And, I mean, and, yeah, they started and, this as their moms, so. Yeah, and, and so I think that, um, you know, I think that people don't take into consideration how difficult it is to collaborate, how difficult it is to write meaningful songs when you do have a good handle on work-life balance. It's, um, you know, it's hard to get into that emotional place that, Sometimes songs are uh, born in. 
Especially when you have baby Carla sitting on your lap uh, all the time. Don't start, Nicole. <laughs> I had to. I bet Hadley Park, given uh, their work-life balance, I bet they despise baby Carla. Oh, no. I think they love baby Carla. Maybe we'll ask them that gray. next time we have them on. Well, you know, it's funny. You know, you know I, this is a total change of subject, but I just found that this week, which I find pretty odd. Is Billie Eilish right now? Billie Eilish kind of broke being like really underground, anti-mainstream. Always wore the baggy clothes into that, you know. And that was her vibe. You know that this week she's on the cover of British Vogue. Yeah. Oh, like, that that's it, been a hot topic. Like, is, is has the machine got a hold of her? Is that what's going on? I think the machine gets a hold of you. you know, I remember like people forget, but. Katy Perry, when she first came out, was alternative. She was like, I, I, I kissed a girl, I liked it. She was Before kinda, that, she was Christian artist, wasn't she? Yeah, but well, well, that was, but but she was kind of alternative. She wasn't this mainstream pop diva that she's become. And the same thing, even with Taylor Swift, it's like she was kind of this cool, you know, country young country chick. And then now, the machine gets a hold of you, and then forget it; it's over. You just become this. Become mainstream. Yeah, it's- I, you know, who knows? I mean, I think the whole narrative on this is the body shaming thing. That's why that she chose to do the cover for Vogue. And I remember that it happened with Madonna, you know, when after her music became so ubiquitous out there, then, you know, all of a sudden her politics and the things she thought and her causes started to take center stage and the media ran with that too. So you know what I want I wanted to say too that I have this stupid opinion and it's not even a rule. It's just my stupid opinion. <laughs> you would need stupid opinion music. Hey, stupid opinion music. I'll find that for next week. <laughs> you know? But this whole youth culture we think we live in, it's a scam. There is no youth culture because we have all these like young people who are pretending that they're influencers and that they're all these 18 and 19 year olds, you know, running ads on TikTok. But the the joke of it is they're all influencing and being sponsored by these big corporations. They're all run by middle-aged or or 50-year-old men. None of which are currently sponsoring this podcast. I'd like to make that Exactly. But what I'm saying is so all these people that think they're being so young and hip and influential are just pandering to the old white dudes that they claim to be like against. <laughs> it's a joke. Am I wrong? I don't I disagree. When, I remember when MTV came out. I remember this. It was supposed to be so cool and hip. And we were young when that came out. When it first hit, like in 82. And the joke of MTV was, because I, I know guys who worked up there. The VJs were young. Everybody was kind of young. Wow, it's hip, new hip television. You know, It was all run by like 45-year-old, 50-year-old, like, you know, TV executives, like the guys with like balding with like ponytails and and like, you know, that's who was that's who was running the show and telling the youth what they wanted. So yeah. it, this whole youth culture you people think you have, you don't. It's I think still- that it's just the on-demand nature of everything. I don't think that it, I think it's very difficult to even establish a voice in commercial media today. You can find what you want. And if you like Lithuanian frog ballads, you can go find it. I don't know that it even matters. I mean, I don't, you know, because of my age, because of my generation, I think I've got a reasonable handle on life skills. My point is this, that I don't pay any attention to any of these folks because I don't think they have enough life experience to give me advice 
or to present their opinion for my consideration. I just ignore them. Well, and I think, too, there's not necessarily longevity, potentially, when it comes to, like, what we're talking about with, like, the young generational influencers. Like, they're looking for their 15 minutes of fame in the spotlight. How many followers could I have now? But not necessarily thinking of, like, what does that look like 10, 15, 20 years in the future? Is this sustainable and maintainable for that? Because... For me, I don't think it is. I think there's like a, a season for these influencers and how they're going to be able to generate income and, and have all that great stuff they have now. But I think 10, 15 years down the line, it's not going to be the same. And they may, you know, realize that they have to actually go do something besides tell people what what's the next latest trend to buy. I do. I do think that it, I, I do think it's a little bit uh, disingenuous to establish a following, build an audience, identify as an influencer, and then start complaining about how people approach you online. I think that's a little disingenuous. If you're going to be out there, people are, you know, crazy. People are nuts. People are, um, oh, here's, here's a throwback for you. People have no manners. Okay. The joke of it is this, though, you know, and, and again, even I bring this up about Billie Eilish, think that she's doing anything wrong. You just think that it's because she is, she now has that kind of elite well, she's status. Because she's in a machine, it's yeah, her life, and what, why not? Anyway, so uh, you want to play another tune by Hadley Park? Yeah, yeah. let's play. Um, so before we play that, they do have a new five-song EP out called Time's a Thief. We've already played Time's a Thief actually almost a year ago to date because they were part of our Mother's Day episode last year. So I'll make wow. sure to link that. But we've also played Somewhere Out in California. But the next song that we are going to play is called The Hardest Part of Loving Someone. Then we even have some questions. We asked Courtney and Morgan from Hadley Park some stuff about the new EP. So let's play the song and then we'll hear what they have to say about stuff. Yeah. I don't want this to end. I'm not ready yet. If we could just slow down this moment so I can memorize it. Brush the hair from your face. Let's dry those tears We've both been waiting for this day to come Somehow it's already here Time slips on by like grains of sand What must it feel like it's gone I don't wanna let you go just yet I can't wait to watch you fly The hardest part of loving someone Is having to say goodbye for you. 
goodbye I'm not ready That's a sad one right there. It's a sad one, but I don't know. There's something about the way that they are work with the lyrics. Like they're just always so poignant in how they're able to get their messages across in every single song that they've done. Well, they um, definitely have their own style of uh, of harmonizing and the way they say words and the way they kind of like you know and they have kind of inflections and stuff. It's very cool what they do. Yeah, my it's, ear it's kept being drawn to the low part. I like the low part. It's very. Um, isn't that Courtney? No, I think on this one that was Morgan. The one thing I like about them is they flip-flop who does, like, the harmony and who does the melody. And sometimes you can't pick up on who's it's like, doing – It's like the early Beatles. Yeah, sometimes you can't pick you up on who's doing it was John what, or Paul. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think this one, uh, Courtney took the lead and Morgan was harmonizing. So I could be wrong, but I've gotten pretty good over the years at trying to <laughs> get figure out who's who. Well, why don't we listen to Morgan and Courtney's answers to some of the questions that we've asked them? Yeah, okay, we asked them stuff. Yeah, it's our question. Okay. Now that's a no. (laughs) That was a professional sound effect right there. That that music is that woke up baby, uh, baby Greg. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So, so what did we ask them? The first question we asked is: Besides the new EP release, what are what are some upcoming projects you are working on? I think Morgan answered this question, Mm -hmm. okay? In conjunction with our brand new EP, Time's a Thief, we are releasing our very first ever podcast. It is called Chasing Dreams and Raising Babies, featuring me and Courtney. And it's about women and men chasing their dreams without giving up raising their babies. Their podcast actually is really interesting because – Really, at the end of the day, like it's basically two friends talking about their experience of being in the music industry in terms of like how they came together as a duo, the experiences that they've both had through motherhood and trying to figure out the balance. And also at the end of the day, it's just being able to sit down and listen to it and drink a glass of wine and get a laugh What's out of their stories. Ra- raising men and chasing babies? <laughs> uh, no, chasing dreams and raising babies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll listen we to that. Will, uh, we can cross promote. Yeah, right, yeah, definitely. it's going to be good. So the second question we asked is, what inspired the sound of this EP? This is Morgan again. We wanted this project to sound a little bit more acoustic and a little bit more like we were actually playing it in the room. Uh, our old project, oh my gosh, I love it so much, but it was way more electric guitar and drums and. And different unique sounds where this is a little bit more organic and back to our roots of being songwriters. Love that. Well, and I think you can definitely tell just from knowing like their music from back in the day and and what they released. It's definitely more stripped down. (laughs) It's definitely more stripped down from what they released, you know, four or five years ago. I love that, man. Mm -hmm. I dig these guys. I always have, you know. We all think and hope that they do get to the place where they they can with their careers too. Um, and the last question we asked was, how was making this? How was the making of this EP different from your debut EP retrospect? They both answered this. Let's hear what Courtney had to say first. The making of this EP was the same as uh, as our last one in that we randomly would have a child in the studio with us. Morgan had Jack. Uh, infant Jack with us for part of it. Um, 
but really it was the release process that's been so different because we were quarantined, we couldn't get together. So we filmed a music video for Times a Thief, the title track, last year, right before the world shut down and put it out before Mother's Day and had all these plans to release the rest of our EP, but then never could get together to do certain parts that we you know, wanted to do. So the release process got pushed back months and months. Uh, and that's why it's coming out now. We finally have had a chance to get vaccinated and get together. And also I had a baby last year. So that kind of, in addition to being quarantined and not getting together, that just kind of slows the process a little bit. And that was my focus for a while there. So that's how it looks different. Morgan answered that question as well. Let's see what Morgan has to say. We recorded this EP with Dave Brainerd. And I would say that it's a little different than the first time around because I had just had Jack and I, well, actually I was pregnant when we first started. And by the time we finished, uh, I had had him and he was in the studio with us, which was really fun, but we had never brought our babies in the studio that I remember. So he was there for the whole thing. And that was really special. Nicole, tell the story I, briefly how why they're called Hadley Park. Oh, yeah. So um, Morgan and Courtney were put together as um, in a co-write back in like 2014, 2015. And it turns out that when they were doing this co-write, they both were very newly pregnant um, and they were due about a month apart. And as they were co-writing throughout the pregnancy, they came up with the idea of possibly collaborating and becoming a duo at some point, but not necessarily knowing where that would lead to. And Morgan ended up having, having her daughter, Hadley. And then four days later, Courtney ended up having her daughter, Parker. And it just happened that it turned out that that's how they came up with the group name of Hadley Park. You know what's going to bring this full circle is when the kids start performing and they can, you know, they can, uh, they can have a um, like a kind of a family version of Fleetwood Mac, you know, with all the different with well, the uh, well, generations well, and and relationships. And what I love is a lot of the stuff that they do features um, the the kids. So like on one of on. I want to say it was Live in Large, which is off of their first EP. The girls are heard like giggling and playing in the background of that. And they've been involved in all of the music videos that they've done. So it's really a family effort at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you want to hear the last tune? Yeah, let's hear the last tune and then we'll get out of this episode. What is it um, called? You Don't Live Here? Yeah, You Don't Live Here. Okay, cool. Let's listen. You Don't Live Here, Hadley Park. Spare car keys by the door And yesterday the FedEx man left you something Sitting on the porch Your tools are in the basement Old boots on the mudroom floor and you say you don't live here anymore Just when I forget I miss you And getting up and going don't seem tough 
Right there behind the Cheerios in the kitchen pantry Are those cliff bars you love And I see you standing there flexing Trying to make my eyes roll And you say you don't live here But this place has you all over it Just when I box you up I turn around and there you are again You can take whatever stuff you left Stuck with the memories of us and haunted by what might have been. You may be gone, but you couldn't be more wrong when you say you don't live here anymore. I know you say it's for the better. You say I'll move on in no time But tell me how am I supposed to get there When I see you in her eyes She's got your smile, got your dimples And your picture in her drawer And you say say anything but is one of their relationships not doing so good no <laughs> Cause, and that's the because the, the last two songs are about like some creative license i don't no, know man. and that's the they're both happily married i think they I just they are really able to dig into some of these really dark deep things so if I was Carl Mr. bought it hook line and if sinker. I was Mr. Courtney or Mr. Morgan, I'd be, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be I'd be like thinking, "Are we do, honey? Are we doing okay?" <laughs> no, they're they're both of their uh, marriages are really doing good. So, Greg, we haven't heard much from you today. It's because of this baby Carla thing. Because he's so protesting. Much- I'm protesting. Next week, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to have some more scintillating and entertaining um, rapport with you two. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here we just, go. Just to piss you off. We need to get out of this episode, as you guys say. How do we get out of this? I'll episode? get us out. Don't worry. You get ready? us out. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For all of the links to everything that we've talked about during this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye, Greg. Bye. Bye.